I'm Stephanie Lugo, and this is The Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate 9 to fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our 9-to-5s to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way but it wasn't always easy. And I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from timeless principles and today's cutting edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by the Market Authority Academy. Big welcome to our new members this week. We have Violet Good and Spencer Sue. Really excited to have you both and super pumped for all the successes that are sure to follow. So today I have a recording from a podcast that I was actually a guest on. You may be familiar with the GSD Mode podcast, which is hosted by my friend Joshua Smith. Josh and I actually go way back. He is an agent and team lead at my brokerage, and he was actually one of the first real estate agents that we met when we got into the business back in early, early 2015. And he's been um, kind of a mentor of ours for some time, so it's been really fun to watch his business evolve It's been fun for him to watch our business evolve, and we both coach agents in sort of different ways and doing different things. So you may have seen him on the Market Authority show um, a couple of episodes back. Be sure to listen to that if you want to hear about what Josh has to offer. He's really skilled in a number of different areas, so definitely an episode worth checking out. But on this episode, I actually joined him, and he really kind of put me through the ringer of all of the Instagram strategies and tips that he could get out of me. So what you're about to listen to is an hour plus of me sharing some of my best, most tried and true Instagram tips and strategies that real estate agents really need to get a handle on in 2021 and beyond. It was super fun joining him on the show. I'm really happy to bring this conversation to you. I think that you are going to absolutely love it. So definitely dig in. And you should know that a lot of what we're talking about requires extreme implementation and it can get tricky right? But you don't have to do it alone. So check the show notes. I do have a free training that is available to all real estate agents where I show the exact three systems that you need on and off social media to triple your business this year. And I kind of dive into exactly how to 
execute on the things that Josh and I talk about during our conversation here. So listen to this conversation, see what piques your interest, and then be sure to um, get access to that free training by hitting the show notes. You can also find all of the ways to find Joshua Smith. He's got an awesome podcast, as I mentioned, as well as a YouTube channel and tons of free resources as well. So check him out. Big thanks to Josh for having me on the GSD Mode podcast, and I hope you enjoy this conversation. What is up, my peeps? Joshua Smith here, and welcome to the GSD Mode podcast, your most trusted resource to help you continue to grow and scale your real estate business, where each and every single week, I'm delivering serious information for serious real estate professionals looking to get shit done and create serious results, all 100% free, nothing being sold, no BS, no fluff, no theory, just great, amazing content to help you again continue to level up inside your real estate business. Now, real quick, before we jump into today's content, there are four extremely important things that I want you to do that I want you to take action on right now. These will only take you seconds to do, but this will ensure that you are set up for maximum success, have access to all this great content, all these great free resources, uh, as well as to ensure that you are not missing out on all of the realtor to realtor referrals that are constantly and consistently taking place between all of our amazing GSD mode podcast listeners. All right. So number one, I want you to watching this on YouTube right now. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button and then tap that notification bell. That will ensure that you are alerted every single time a new one of these, uh, uh, a GSD mode, uh, podcast is released. All right. So number two, wherever your go to podcast audio place is. So wherever you go to listen to your podcast app, I want you to pull up the GSD mode podcast and make sure to subscribe to it there. The GSD mode podcast is currently on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. And this will ensure and allow you to be able to listen to all this amazing content while you're driving, while you're working out, while you're on the go and all of that. All right, number three, make sure to join the GSD mode free Facebook mastermind group uh, where that that you can then go in and mastermind with thousands and thousands of realtors, team leaders, broker owners, right? And the, again, you guys, these are all GSD mode podcast listeners uh, that are all seriously committed to leveling up inside their real estate business. Plus, I, I uh, create and have exclusive content and resources available to just that group alone can only be accessed inside that group, doing Facebook lives and so forth. So I want to make sure that you don't miss out on that either. And then lastly, again, as I mentioned a moment ago, all the realtor to realtor referrals are taking place inside this GSD mode uh, Facebook group. So this will ensure that you do not miss out on any of those referrals. And look, if you don't find value on it, if you don't like the, once you jump in, if you're not seeing the value on it, if you think it's a distraction, right? Like, like it, it's harmless. You can just leave the group anytime that you want, right? So definitely go check that out and make sure that you join that group right away. Uh, I will uh, make sure that you are approved. I go in there once a day, every single day and I'm approve all members and so forth. All right. Last thing. And I've saved the best for last. Make sure that you go snag my new book, Dominate Your Real Estate Business Top Tips from a Top Producer. Uh, these are, there's 42 tips, strategies uh, throughout this whole entire book. There's 100 pages. Each chapter is a different tip, a different strategy. They're fully proven that uh, I've, I've implemented my business and that have allowed me to become one of the top realtors and team leaders on the planet and will 100% allow you and help you to be able to go out and dominate your real estate business as long as you implement and take action on what you learn. But you guys, these are gold. There's no stories in here. It's all again, hundred percent free. So you can go snag your free copy right now at Joshua Smith, freebook.com, Joshua Smith, freebook.com. Now, if you just scroll below, if you're, 
you know, not, not to be able to take it. You're not able to take action on these now. Go into the notes. You'll see all of these. You can take action right then and there, uh, inside the notes, but make sure that you take action on these. So again, you are set up fully for success. And as I mentioned, you guys, nothing being sold, no BS, no fluff, no theory, just great resources, great content, great information to help you on this uh, success journey that we are all on and leveling up our real estate businesses. All right, let's jump on into today's epic, amazing GSD mode podcast content. What is up, my peeps? Joshua Smith here with another GSD Mode podcast interview. And today, guys, we are joined uh, by another, with, I should say, another rock star, a good friend of mine, Stephanie Lugo. And just to give you guys a little quick background on Stephanie before we jump into the interview here. So, Stephanie is a real estate agent and team leader here in the Phoenix area. So, we're actually met, we're at the same brokerage. Uh, I think we originally met right when you got into the business. Yeah. Um, and uh, man, it's a her and her husband, husband and wife team, and they just hit the ground, uh, like hit off running hard, man, and then had immediate success through this where, that led into uh, the growth of their real estate team and um, look through their strategies. I mean, they've grown her business and they've grown their business very heavily with social media and specifically Instagram and like a lot of things, man. Other people see that and, and you know, start asking, well, well, how are you doing that? And asking for, you know, training and support. And that's morphed into, in addition to, you know, running her highly successful real estate team. Um, now she's coaching and training agents and thousands of agents all throughout uh uh, I don't want to even say the United States because I don't know if it's it's you know e- even beyond that North America or whatever now, um, uh, but just crushing it on a lot of different fronts and is just a, a, a has a lot of success and is absolutely brilliant and expert at again not and when I say social media I mean all social media marketing and organic ways and free ways to go out there and grow your brand and grow clientele but really specifically with Instagram which we're going to go deep into that and talk a lot about that today but again Stephanie super stoked and honored to have you here with us today. Oh my gosh, the pleasure is all mine, especially after an intro like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been cool to, to to you know just be able to watch your success, see your success, um, on you know just the, the continued expansion, man. It's it's awesome to see, and you're doing amazing big things, and and uh, yeah, just stoked to have you on. So I mean, I can learn from you, and our, our all of our listeners can learn from you because again, you're you're just doing some unique things. And I think that this stuff is is more important than I don't want to say ever before because it. it, it it's always been important for us to know how to go out there and, and you know, I mean, obviously, create new clientele and leverage, you know, a, a, a technology platforms that do that. But you know, with the, with the landscape changing so much in the last few years, you know, right, like companies like iBuyers and you know, uh, 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 that there's a lot of companies out there that are coming in intentionally trying to eliminate the real estate agent, get to the consumer. Um, then with all the crap with Zillow going on and these other third party leads, you know, it, it, it's getting to a point where it can be very vulnerable or agents can be in a very vulnerable state um, in their, their business if they don't know how to go out there and, and, and generate, like be, be able to rain make on their own, you know, right. Um, and, and then also, I mean, and, and do it in a way where it doesn't have to cost a ton of money, you know, right. So um, yeah, just so excited to jump into this. And, you know, before we get into, to, to it, I'm, I'm, you know, just so everybody understands the power that this has had in your own business and your own life. Um, you know, h- how did, social media and, 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 and maybe that's more specific to Instagram. I'll let you kind of take over there, but you know, how did it change your own business and your own team growth? You know, like how has this impacted you? 
Man, well, I guess if we really break it down, I'm just one of those agents who um, left my corporate nine to five because I thought I could do it better, right? And it turns out like real estate was so much harder getting into it than we realized. And I just always thought that was so unnecessary because at the end of the day, the one thing that we always say about real estate is real estate's built on real people and real relationships, right? You need that authentic connection and that's what's gonna drive that referral, that repeat business that allows you to scale to new groups. Now, social media doesn't change that. It just amplifies it. It allows you to create more of those connections at one go, right, at scale with less output. Um, And that was something that was really attractive to me because when we were getting into real estate, like most agents, we were in it for the freedom and the flexibility. And it turns out this is like the least flexible job ever. Um, and, you know, we got into it and we saw all these awesome teams, these guys doing all this stuff. And half of them were either phonies, right? Kind of like faking the success, um, but just trying to show up the best they could. And the other half were doing a lot of kinds of business that I just had no interest in doing. We didn't want to do the open houses, um, which we still do. And there is t- there's definitely a function there. I didn't want to do cold calling, definitely a function there, but just not something that I was an ex that I had any skill in. Um, Door knocking was not something I was going to do in the heels I wanted to wear. So it was just really like, how do we find a way to build that authentic connection, get those face-to-faces that you need, and you can do it on social media. Now, back when we started, it was like, 2015, 2016, that we really got into using social media for our business. And um, we kind of landed on Instagram. It was just easy for me to use, but it was still really early on in those days. And it just struck me that there weren't really a lot of agents that I saw at all doing it. Like you had some of the YouTubers, you had some of the people really nailing it on Facebook and stuff. But Instagram was kind of a free-for-all. And what I really saw, honestly, were some of these other industries just crushing it. Like I was seeing wedding photographers becoming millionaires because they were just absolutely scaling the crap out of their businesses. And I was like, well, if other you know, professionals could do that, why couldn't we do that in real estate? And it turns out you can, and it doesn't have to be some kind of big secret rocket science. It's really just doing, um, distilling it down to the activities that you know you have to do in real estate. You have to get the conversations in, you have to get the face-to-faces, you gotta be authentic, you gotta serve, and just finding ways to create really consistent habits to do that on a platform like Instagram to just grow and grow and grow. Um, And that's what we've done. And through that consistency um, and through showing up as authentically as we can, just to help our, you know, our neighbors, basically, that has allowed us to really grow our business organically without a ton of ad spend. Um, I mean, I do it more as a, you know, for fun than anything. I don't really rely on ads for leads at all. Um, And it allowed us to like go on a 10 day honeymoon and put deals in escrow while we were in another country. It allowed us to have our best year ever during a pandemic and during a three and a half month maternity and paternity leave, right? It just gives you so many options to remove yourself from the day-to-day grind of prospecting somewhat so that you can still be generating business while you're not like literally at the phone every moment. Yeah, I love that. And, and the reason I, I really wanted to start with that is, you know, when, when, when people understand the, the, the why something is so important, then, you know, they're, they're more open to really listening and, and, and when they get the power and the change that this can make in their life, you know, then, then, you know, they're more open to 
uh, not just hearing and listening to strategies, you know, but then we're paying attention because like, they were like, oh shit, why, well, you know, I want that. And, and look, if you, if you look at, you know, I always say that amateurs, professionals attract, right? And it doesn't mean that, look, you might be a pro cold caller. You might be the b- biggest badass on the phone and it might be, you know, highly profitable for you and, and you know, great ROI and, and doing well with it. I'm talking about a professional business, right? Mm-hmm. Professional businesses, uh, 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 no magnetic marketing. They, they know attraction. Like you don't see Apple you know, having a, a, a inside, you know, sales agent team or inside, you know, where they're just cold calling all day, begging people to buy Apple can be, you know, right. Like, no, like yeah. they, they figure out how to get lines, people camping out, you know, of, of stores waiting for the new releases. And, and so pros attract amateurs chase. You can't go out there and build a highly successful, scalable business um, um, unless you figure out the, the, the attraction of leads and attraction of client model. Um, uh, and this is, I mean, now you have people coming to you, you know, right. Not having to necessarily follow up. They, they know you, they like you, they trust you. They know what you do for a living in their mind. Like whether they met you or not, when they think of real estate, they're thinking of you. Um, um, and think about all the time that we buy back by not having to spend four. Like I know some realtors that are like six, seven hours a day, just doing this all day long. Yeah. You know, right. Um, um, number one, I mean, that, that to me sounds so freaking painful. Um, but then number two, it's like, then if 80% of their time is in prospecting and then they only have 20% of their time to actually go out there and service their clients. Like their clients right. are going to half ass service too. And, and, you know, right. Like it, it, it could be a backwards model. So, um, uh, all right. So then, um, you know, what, what are the, before somebody gets started with this um, and, 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 you know, I know we're going to really be specific on, on Instagram here. Cause that's, and I'm guessing that most of these strategies probably can be applied to any social media platform. But as you mentioned, I mean, Instagram, I just, I just read a statistic and these are, are 2021 stats, obviously aren't out yet. Uh, but, but for 2020, not 2021, but for 2020, um, Instagram was the second or is the, it is the second most downloaded app in the iTunes store. YouTube was first, Instagram was second. Yeah, right. So this thing is exploding. The engagement's huge. Um, um, you know, but uh, before somebody gets started with it, but like, what are some of the most like important things that they just need to understand to be prepared for, you know, right, uh, uh, to make sure that they have success once they get started with it? So there are a couple of things that I usually like my agents to consider, right? Like when we're having these conversations, number one is setting expectations. And I think that that's really important to do um, in any kind of prospecting or lead generation or marketing that you're doing, right? Because if you are going in it and you're thinking, well, I'm just going to try it out. I'm going to see how it feels and see how it works for me. I'll do a couple of posts and just see. Like it doesn't work that way. And I just really think it's so important for no matter what you're trying to do, whether you're going to go, you know, buy portal leads or whether you're going to start a huge mailing campaign or whether you're going on the social media to try to make it profitable for you. You've got to be in it for like six to 12 months. And I just say that because I just think it's really important to have that expectation. It's going to relieve a little bit of the burden from agents because those agents who get started and they're posting really consistently for a couple of weeks and don't see results immediately, they get really discouraged. And I want to just like relieve a little bit of that expectation that they have on themselves and just say like, look, this is a habit that you need to build just like prospecting in your business that you're going to be able to sustain for a long 
long amount of time. Um, so I always like to say that upfront. And I think that some agents might get discouraged from that. But I think if you flip that paradigm and you look at it as an opportunity to build long-term lasting growth for your business, it's a lot more fun and you can be a little creative um, and be playful with it. So I always like to say that first. So the other thing that I think is really important, any kind of marketing, no matter what you're doing, you have to have an understanding of who it is you're trying to get in front of, right? And this is what really sets apart the um, super successful agents who are closing like multiple six figures from Instagram alone every year to the ones who like have 1500 posts on Instagram and have never gotten a client. And it's getting specific on your audience and who it is you're trying to attract. And when we're real estate agents. We do this thing where it, I don't know what it is about real estate or sales maybe in general that immediately puts us into a scarcity mindset, right? Like we don't want to miss out on any opportunities. So we're going to be the real estate agent for any, anybody and everybody. They show up on social media. They're afraid to get really specific about who it is they're trying to serve. And instead they're just shouting to the masses. And that is the least effective thing you can do on social media. What really helps you cut through the noise on social media, because remember, there's a lot of competition there. Like these are free, powerful platforms. Everybody's on them. Everybody wants a piece. How are you going to make sure that your voice is heard, whether you're a brand new agent or whether you are a legacy business, third generation in the business, right? Like has a really solid foothold in your market, but you're seeing these jazzy new people come in with these marketing strategies, starting to eat away that market share. How are you going to stand out? You have to get really specific on who it is you're trying to serve, what makes you unique, and how you can provide that unique solution for your audience. It's about stopping like the screaming to the masses and learning how to speak directly to the people who need your services. And you want to create that in such a consistent, compelling way to where the moment somebody who's never heard of your business reads a well-crafted post from you or hears a well-designed message on a video that you put up on social media, it's like you're speaking to them. And there's no more doubt in their mind that you're the best fit for them. They're not hiring. They're not bringing you in for a listing appointment. They're saying, hey, can you please come list my house? How much do you charge? Cool. Signing on the dotted line. Like that is the power of really targeted marketing that you can create on social media. And that's free. That's organic. You don't have to pay a dime to have that kind of power. Yeah, I love that. So then, um, you know, when you're talking about, okay, like getting like, I mean, what you just talked about, I mean, we'll just call that getting clarity on your ideal client. Yeah. And, and, you know, what's crazy is, look, you and I are both involved in other businesses and we even have, you know, one of the same coaches and, and so forth. And every other business outside of real estate business that I've ever been involved with, I mean, the first thing that you do before you do anything else is get that clarity on your ideal client. Yeah. And for whatever reason, in the real estate business, like it's almost very never, rarely even talked about, you know, right? Um, uh, so what are, you know, just in case there's confusion mm-hmm. of, and not confusion, but somebody might be asking themselves that's listening and watching this right now, of, well, how, how would I know who my ideal client is? Mm-hmm. You know, right? Like, like what are just, you know, just kind of some top tips for recommendation that to help them start gaining that clarity? Okay. I think it, it's helpful to take one step back and identify exactly like what it means to be speaking to your ideal client, because a lot of agents focus on the product, which is the house, 
Right. And that's why you see agents like telling, you know, putting out their production stats or marketing their open houses or whatever. And like consumers don't care about that. Consumers are going to hire you because of the transformation that you can offer or the solution to their problem that you can offer. And so that's why we take it back and look at like what these ideal clients actually need. And so we reverse engineer it from there. Now, most agents are going to have multiple ideal clients and that's okay. But if we use one example, say your ideal client is like a first time home buyer, right? And you just want to kind of understand, like, first, do I have the skills and the expertise necessary to help first-time homebuyers? And I know a lot of agents who are really passionate about helping that, that community because, like, a lot of real estate agents get into the industry because they either had a really awesome experience with an agent or a really terrible experience with an agent during their first home purchase. And so they're really passionate about helping that community. Cool. Let's figure out exactly, like, what they're struggling with and how you can create a unique solution for them. And a lot of times that really just can happen through conversations. And so one of the exercises that I love challenging real estate agents to do is think about the last couple of clients that you worked with and who was one or two that you just loved working with. And you're like, man, if I could get like 50 of these, like I'd be set. These are the people I wanna work with. You need to understand what they really valued about the experience with you where they found you the most helpful and where you provided the most clarity, right? So like the more you understand how they think about the process of buying or selling a home and the more that's stressing them, that's causing friction or tension for them, those are the things you need to understand. So in the example of a first-time home buyer, if we're having these conversations with them, they're probably going to say something like, you know, I'm really excited, but I'm really nervous. The market scares me because it moves really fast. I've never done this before. I feel like I'm totally out of water. I have no idea what to expect. Okay. If you hear that, you need to start thinking like, well, what are ways that I can help provide that confidence and clarity that that individual needs to purchase a home? That's the work of identifying your ideal client. It's not so much just putting a title of this is the niche I want to be in. I want to be a luxury agent. It's understanding what are the wants and needs dreams, goals, fears of that individual? And how can you speak to that in a really noisy environment like social media that's going to cut through directly to them and help them know that you hear them and you understand them? Yeah, yeah, no, I love that. In, in you know, in, in marketing, more specifically like the copywriting world, you know, they, they talk about it of, of you got to understand the demographics as well as the psychographics, right? So the demographics are Okay, those I you know of those first time buyers like you know what's what are the age range price points you know like the numbers mm-hmm. the psychographics is like conversations that are taking place in their mind you know right like what are their fears what are what keeps them up at night what are their worries what are their passions what are their goals you know right like really understanding you know that conversation taking place in their mind and and it's so powerful yeah. um um. Okay. So then, okay. So we, we, we hopefully, you know, we've got clarity on that ideal client. Um, uh, we've set right expectations, understand that, okay, I got to do this consistently for, let's just call it 12 months, you know? So, you know, in this case, it doesn't click on the six months, you know, right. Um, yeah. or whatever. Um, uh, you know, I was reading kind of the talking points here. And one of the things that you stated or talked about here is, you know, leading with authentic branding, you know, for a scalable business. And, you know, what do you mean by authentic branding? And, and what is the importance of developing or knowing what that authentic brand is before you start posting and going, you know, implementing these strategies, you know, right? So then you are creating that right brand. 
Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of different ways that I think about this. And number one, when we're building a brand on social media, which is the point, right? We want to build a brand, not just advertise. Because when we're advertising, we are applicable and relevant to like 5% of the people that might be following us at any one point. You're alienating the rest of the people. That's why your just sold and under contract and just listed posts flop every time because like a very small amount of people actually care about that. Right. So like if you think about the way that you're speaking to your database, if you're calling your database and you're just checking in on past clients, staying in touch with them, doing the thing that you should be doing, you're not going to immediately start listing off your production stats. You're going to be doing like the frog thing, right? Family, recreation, occupation and goals. You're going to look for like commonalities, common interests, um, common life events that you can bond over to create an actual relationship. And the same thing needs to occur on social media. Um, because you, it's really a conversation between you and another person. There's always going to be another person on the other side of the screen. And so the more that you can share those interests, um, that you are passionate about that hopefully also have some alignment with your ideal clients, then you're going to be connecting at scale because people on the other side of that, like, say you're, say you're posting about like the passion of fitness, right? Like you love being fit and you love, you know, the, recreational outdoors, um, the lifestyle that your community has to offer you, the more you're posting about that, that's going to attract other people who are interested in that too. So number one, you're going to be staying in front of the people who are following you who aren't ready to buy right now, but maybe at some point they're going to be able to refer you and somewhere down the line, they will be ready to buy or sell. We want to stay in front of those people. We got to give them a reason to stay connected with us. And so sharing those common interests really help facilitate that. Um, but it's also helpful because, you know, some of the people that find you on social media, that will be their first impression with your business. They want to know what you're all about. And if you are like them, people want to do, do business with things that they have in common with. And when you're sharing that and you're finding those common interests, people go, oh, I like that too. That's kind of cool. And they have that psychological connection with you that's going to harbor trust that no like and trust factor that ultimately is going to remove the sales from the equation and just get committed clients. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So when you're speaking to authentic branding, I mean, it, you're, you're really talking deeply into with the strategy of really developing that connection rapport. Yes. You know, right. Cause a lot of people when they hear branding, you know, we start to think of logos. We start to think of, you know, I don't know. Uh, 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 our website colors or, or font types and mm-hmm. you know right um um you know so um and and is that stuff important in addition to that of you know like being congruent with that so when they see our stuff they know it's us like they can recognize our style you know um um or does that really not matter I think that it matters to an extent and especially in a highly visual environment like social media Um, there's a little bit of that, but really, if you break it down, the brand is the reason why somebody should choose you over your competition, that brand story, like the reason why you get up in the morning and you help the people you do and you do the things for them that you do, that is what gets people buying in. And, you know, from a visual branding perspective, most agents will go through three or four iterations of that over the, 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 um, the journey of their career. But the why is behind what you do and how you do it, that generally stays the same. And that's what's most important to articulate because like, I mean, in our area, we've got 70,000 licensees. 
why is somebody going to choose me over my competition? Right. So it's really about creating and cultivating that message that's going to draw emotion and draw connection, even through somebody who never has met you before. Like most of our clients who come in off of Instagram, they're like, I, I feel like you're already friends. I feel kind of weird because I've been stalking you on Instagram forever. How's the kid? How's the dogs? How's, how was that trip you took two years ago? Because they know these things. And it might kind of feel weird because you want to be a professional. You want to be in this professional environment. But at the end of the day, this is a highly intimate transaction. This is somebody's home. And so they want to know that they're going to bring in the best person for the job. But that doesn't necessarily mean the best person at opening doors or the best person at installing a yard sign. It's a person who they feel they can trust to really champion for their best interests. And that's the brand. Yep. I love it, man. I mean, at the end of the day, we're not in the real business, right? We're in the human connection and, yeah. and, and human relationship and People are going to pick and choose the, 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 whoever they typically have the best connection with. Um, and social media, it, it, there's never been a more powerful platform or tool outside of social media um, um, to be able to develop that with strangers, you know, right? To, to get them to, like, I mean, for all of us, like, we know somebody that we follow, uh, whether that's on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or whatever that we've never met, but we feel like we know them. We're a fan of it. It's like, like, you know, right? Like, you know, we feel like we have that connection, even though we've never met them, had that conversation with them. And, you know, so it, it sounds like from what you're saying there, if we do this right, um, um, when they think of real estate, they're thinking of us, you know, right? So by the time they, they come to that realization of, oh, I think about buying or selling, like you've already taken that mind share, you yeah. know, right? So they're not going out there, okay, well, next step to find a realtor in their mind, like you're already, they've already, they, they already know who they're going to. Yeah. I, I like to call this lead interception. Right. A lot of times we're practicing lead interception um, or fight or, or warding it off, depending on where you're at in the sales cycle. Right. Because like the sales cycle for a typical buyer seller is in two distinct parts. Ninety percent of the time for like 12 months, they're trying to like figure out the where's, the what's, the when's. They're like educating themselves, trying to figure out when they're going to pull the trigger on that home purchase or sell. And they're not talking to people about this. They're not asking referrals. They're not looking for agents online. They're just educating and they don't want to talk to anyone about it. They're like, leave me alone. I'm just trying to figure it out. The other 10% of the time, that's when they're going into open houses. That's when they're searching on Zillow and clicking that like agent next to the listing or whatever. Like that's when they're having these conversations where they are exposed to three to five different agents that they have the opportunity to hire at that point, just from being out. You want to get way in front of that. You don't want to be like fighting for a client with three or four other agents. And that's just the reality of what it's like today. If you can cement that trust with them in that 90% of time where they're like six, 12 months out, by the time they're ready to go, like that sale is done. It's yours. You just have to put that time in up front. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So then before we get into, you know, your top tips for, for, executing on, on like how to do this at a high level with Instagram. Um, uh, what are, I don't know, your, your top mistakes that you see others making that it's like, okay, before I tell you what to do, let me first tell you, here's absolutely what you need not to do. Like, make sure you're not doing this. (laughs) Um, I, so a couple of different things. I don't want you to start from scratch. Right. So like if you're an agent and you already have your personal profile and you've got like a, a, your audience, your database people, right? Like your friends, family, 
a lot of times the agents who are asking about this, they're like, well, I just post my personal pictures on there and I don't want to spam my, my friends and family on that Instagram. And I'm like, great. I don't want you to, but you're already established. People already follow you. Don't start from scratch and make these people who have a desire to work with you at some point, go have to jump through other hoops to find the business portion of you. In that same vein, don't think that it has to be either personal or business, right? We're going to work on creating a strategy that's going to marry the two so that you're not salesy, you're not spamming, you're not doing the stuff that just like kind of feels icky, but instead you're showing up to provide service and value um, in a way that's going to resonate with home buyers and sellers no matter where they are at in that journey of homeownership. Um, and the final thing I would say is have a plan, like, cause you gotta be consistent, right? If you show up and you just start sporadically posting, that's cool. But the people who are following you, they're trying to figure out like, if you're serious about this whole thing and they're trying to get a sense of like how committed you are as an agent to your craft. They're trying to figure out like, you know, is this someone who's just like playing around on Instagram or is this going to be an account that I actually want to make sure I follow because they have some really cool stuff to share with me. Um, So you need to make sure that you have a plan to be consistent. And I'm not saying you need to consistently post every hour of every day for seven days a week. um, But there should be some consistency in the schedule that you're posting. It's so like a couple days a week, you're going to make sure and commit that you're going to show up, post, you're going to do some things on Instagram and you're going to stick to that and you're going to create it a habit because that's prospecting time. And that is a new part of your business model. Yeah. So, so, so don't do what I do because <laughs> I'm that guy. I'll go like, oh, I'm going to start going so hard for like a week and yeah. then I don't post for a month. And then I'm always tell my don't 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 do what I do. Do what I say. I'm like the <laughs> governor of California, like telling people, oh, eat out. I get caught eating out. You know, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so um, all right. So, so uh, then the question I have for you, um, uh, before we kind of really get into posting and that strategy is, all right. So, I mean, with Facebook, there there are some very distinct differences between your personal profile and a business page, and and you know you utilize each board. It makes a massive difference. Um, you know, with Instagram, and I'm really coming at this from a student perspective, like being cool. kind of selfish, like I'm here to learn from you because nothing about Instagram. <laughs> I mean, I've run a ton of paid ads, but when it comes to you know post, like I know nothing. Um, uh, so with Instagram, at least from the little research I've done. I can't really find any, you know, uh, uh, negative of or, or any direct reasons of why you might want to be personal versus a business page. It sounds like the business page, you have some extra features for links and so forth, you know, right? Um, but but should people, I mean, do you have any advice there of if you should have a business page or do this all from your personal, you know, uh, profile on Instagram or does it make a difference? Yeah, it kind of does. Um, now, again, I'm not saying that you need to go redo things. I'm not telling you to start from scratch because you can, whatever profile you have, you can actually um, convert them into whatever different profiles you want. So there's personal, business, and creator profile. Those are the three options. Whatever option you choose, it has to be public. So if you have not determined whether or not your account is public or private, 
if you have a personal account or a creator account, those can be set to private. That is not what you want to do. That is the wrong thing to do. <laughs> and you really want to make sure that like, if people find you, they're going to be able to like, see what you have to offer because most people won't follow a private account um, or even take it really seriously as a business perspective um, if it's not something that they can see. Now, between personal business and creator, I prefer business or creator. And overall, I prefer, prefer creator. The reason for that is because when you switch over to business or creator, you get a couple of different um, features that can really benefit you. The first one being, it's really easy to create ads within the app when you have these types of accounts. Um, you can create ads on a personal account, but you have to do it through the Facebook ads manager. It's a little clunky. They make it a little more difficult for you to maneuver. Um, when it's business or creator, if you want to create ads, all you have to do is boost a post right within the app and you have your audiences set up and it's really simple to do that. And I'm all about streamlining that kind of process. Like we don't want to make things more difficult than we need to. The other thing that it allows you to do, um, is both of them will give you pretty good analytics. And a lot of times agents are asking me, um, Steph, when should I post? Like what time of day do I need to be posting? Well, you look at your analytics and you figure out when your audience is most likely on the app. It's going to do a reverse um, search on the audience of people who follow you. It's going to tell you some demographics. It's going to tell you who's following you, where they're located. Um, it's going to tell you how often they're on the app, when they're on the app. Creator accounts will give you a little more detail here. Um, but either will do fine. They're just going to give you that option. Now, other agents get really excited about the call to action buttons that happen on business accounts and stuff. And I, no one's going to be calling you or, or, you know, emailing you directly from the app. Usually a lot of times the appointments are getting booked in the direct messages, which we can talk about, but those, I, I really prefer the creator account overall, because the final thing that that allows you to do which I really love is it gives you the option to add music to your stories and reels. And that is where magic happens. Okay. Love it. So, um, <laughs> so then, okay, I've got a personal, <clears throat> I think I have a business that one of my staff members created one time, but I don't even know how to log into it. Yeah. even though it exists out there, but let's just say I got my personal, I want to want to uh, go to the creator. Can you make that change, but without losing everything, like without having to create a whole new account? Like, can you make that switch where it's pretty seamless? Yeah, it's so easy. Just go into your settings um, and you can just change it right within there. It won't mess anything up. And it'll take you a couple of days to get some features like the music feature. Um, it takes a little while for all those to go through. You might have to update the app. Um, but once you do, I think that you'll find specifically with your the way that you run things on your end, that is a great fit for you. Cool. Perfect. So then, uh, I, so one of the reasons why I haven't been active on, on Instagram or, or like really leveraged it to the full extent is, and, and this is a, maybe a dumb excuse, but it's a real excuse um, and a real reason. And, and I know others, you know, kind of have this same uh, uh, thought process of, dude, it's overwhelming, you know, right. And maybe, I mean, I'm sure it's not overwhelming, but it's like, okay, you got, you know, your, your regular posts, then you got, I don't know, uh, uh, you get, then you got stories, then you got reels, then you got freaking hashtag, you got, um, uh, IGTV. And it's like, it, like, I gotta do all these things, right? Like, like, so, so, I mean, where kind of do start, what are the, maybe the benefit and I'll just let you kind of roll with it and take it over here. And, and, I mean, have to use all those things. Where do we start? What are the benefits? And and I'll let you direct it however you want it. 
Oh, I like it. Oh, this stuff makes me so excited because I just, I'm so excited for you and for your audience because there's so much power here. Let's learn how to harness it. So good news is you don't have to do everything and you don't have to be perfect at all these things. If you don't want to go live, I'm not going to tell you to go live. Um, I will tell you that you need to put your face out there. Um, so we're going to find some ways to make that feel easy and less scary for some who are really hesitant to do that. Now, I built our business um, generating multiple six figures in GCI off of Instagram alone with only posts and stories. You can do it. It's fine. Um, anything else on top of that is extra and you're showing off, right? And it's totally fine to do that too. Um, or you're just having fun and being creative with it. But posts and stories, you got to do. So if we're looking at posts, that's like the OG kind of content on Instagram. Um, at one point, the only thing you could do on Instagram was put up a post of a photo. It would be a static image or a um, series of images or videos up to 60 seconds that live on your feed like a gallery. Okay. So that's where we're putting like the cream of the crop. That is like a mini interview opportunity with anybody who finds that content. Um, what's really important to understand is the way that you are posting these, any of the key, any of the words that you put in the caption, any hashtags you use, any of the alt text that you're adding when uploading the actual post, that is going to behave like a keyword that's going to categorize that post on Instagram. And Instagram is going to use the, that information to suggest that content to viewers who are looking at it or looking for content like that today and five years from now. Okay, obviously the algorithm will change a little bit over time um, and features will come and go, but people will always be able to find that information. And so that should tell you a couple different things. Number one, quality is going to be really important there. Number two, recency is going to be very important there. Okay, this is not the place that you have to be advertising your open house because who's going to care about that open house five years from now? <laughs> it's not going to be relevant to somebody. This is a place to be inspiring, motivating, educating, connecting, right? That's where we're going to be sharing value. Um, some will understand this as evergreen content and the things that are always going to be true and relevant to your ideal clients. Okay. You want this to be savable. You want this to be shareable. You don't have to go through on Canva or something and create like these insane like hieroglyphic images that have a, a lot of graphics and stuff. You can, but you don't. And, and that is effective for a lot of agents, but you don't have to only rely on that. A really well taken picture that's really crisp and clear, high quality with a awesome caption is going to do you well. Um, what questions do we have about that before I move on to stories? Um, uh, uh, just maybe some top tips on because Instagram is such a photo centric mm -hmm. uh, a platform. Like recently I heard, and maybe this is also true with, with Facebook, but um, um, like they are like their AI or whatever, whatever it is yeah. um, can know, like tell if it is a photo you took versus a stock photo. It can tell if, you know, like, uh, uh, okay. A lot like when I'm posting motivational stuff, Usually it's, I saw somebody else post it. I liked it. I screenshot it. I share it, you know, right. But I've heard like even things like that, um, um, you know, they're, they're not, it's not going to get as much reach or engagement, you know, cause the algorithms like 
you know, not trying to push that as much. So, you know, and and then also like you hear things of, okay, take a photo this way, not this way. Like, are there any, when it comes to that with those, those posts on the posting side that, you know, maybe you recommend to, to make sure that we do or avoid? So we don't have to worry too much of the like ninjas in the background analyzing your photos Um, in in terms of like where they're sourced or where they're from. What you need to worry about is the initial reaction that that your audience is having with it. And the way that these platforms work, and this is true for YouTube, this is true for TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, all of them, what they're doing is they are providing that post out there to a sample of your audience right? It's never going to get your entire audience. First, they're going to post it, uh, share it out to a sample of your audience. And it's going to determine how engaging that post was to that sample. So if you're getting a lot of likes and a lot of saves and a lot of shares and a lot of comments within that first like hour or so, you're good to go. It's, it's going to signal to the Instagram algorithm that, hey, people like this post, share it to more people so that those people will stay on the app longer. That's the whole goal, right? Um, beyond that, there are some things that you can do to increase the likelihood of having an engaging post. Number one is like the format of the photo. So you want these this way, um, vertical up and down. Imagine me holding a phone. If you're listening to this, the normal way, as I would like speaking on the phone up and down the way this is the reason that this is really important is this kind of poses a challenge for real estate agents who rely on their listing photos, which are landscape horizontally. And so that means you don't, you can't just grab your listing photos and throw them up there and hope for the best because that format just doesn't work as well on Instagram. It's, it's created to be a mobile environment where it's going to prioritize those photos. So think in terms of ratios is like four by five, four inches by five. Those work really well. Um, the other thing that you just have to make sure that you're doing is making sure that it's high quality, right? So if you're looking at an image, just see how eye-catching it it is to you. Um, It shouldn't be blurry. It shouldn't be out of focus. It should have a a main focal point. It should be bright, right? You want all these things. It should be interesting. Um, And if it's a graphic, it should be something that's shareable. Um, So again, we don't want to just be sharing things for the sake of sharing them. And we don't want to share things just because um, we think it's cool. We want to make sure that we share things that we think is going to resonate with our ideal client as well. So just asking yourself like, man, this is a really, you know, cool motivational quotes. This really struck me. If you think that that's going to strike your audience as well, go ahead and post it and then add some context into the caption because people are reading that. If you're going to grab their attention with a cool motivational quote, they're going to see what you have to say about that in the caption. Add some of your thoughts, add some context behind why that hits you. And that's going to keep people on there longer and drive that engagement up. I love it. So then when you talk about with, like, with the post, I'm trying to make it more evergreen stuff that can... Maybe they're seeing it five years from now, mm-hmm. you know, right? Um, and I, I read another stat, and I could be off on this. I'm just trying to remember, go off memory. Um, uh, uh, but that something that like 50% of Instagram users are using the explore feature. Yeah. You know, right? <laughs> I don't necessarily know how that works, if that's all about hashtags or, you know, location or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um you know, but for people that are using that, is there a way to make sure that certain things are in your post? So then after the fact, they're able to be found? Really good question. So actually, in the last couple of weeks, this has changed in Instagram quite a bit. So they are moving more towards 
a um, search engine format, kind of like Pinterest. And I've always kind of likened Instagram to Pinterest in that way. But the one thing that was missing was the search. So before recently, um, you could only find new content through um, ways Instagram was suggesting content to you on the Explore page, but also through um, geotagging. So when people tag their location and through hashtags. Now, if you go to Explore and you search, if you search something like real estate, it's going to actually pull out suggested content based on the keywords in the caption, the content in the image, um, the account that posted it, right? So the words real estate being in our bio, like that kind of stuff's important, making sure that it's really fine-tuned there. Um, and that's going to open up a lot of ways that people, that new people can come in contact with your brand where they hadn't been able to before. So then with the geotags, like you're, you're, you're in Scottsdale, but then you might service other markets outside of that. You know, uh, um, is there a way to have multiple where like, okay, hey, if I work these 12, focus on these 12 cities in Phoenix Metro, where I can add all 12 geotags on all my posts, or is it really just kind of the primary market? So you can only add one geotag um, because you should only physically be in one location at a time. And that's kind of the way that they look at that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, but what you can do is add hashtags. Now, what's really cool is most markets will have brand like branded community hashtags. Like I'm, I'm, I live near um, downtown Phoenix and the, the hashtag for downtown Phoenix is hashtag DTPHX. And so, you know, I'm sticking that on there. Um, you know, I'm doing the, like, the my Gilbert hashtag if I'm in if I'm selling in Gilbert at that time. So you can um, always do like your primary market as a location. And I think that's really important, especially for people who are like relocating. We get a lot of relocation buyers who find us um, and then adding additional tags, depending on like what other areas you want to market to from there. That'll always be helpful. So in, and I believe last I heard that you can do up to 30 hashtags with Instagram. So it sounds like from what you just said there that it's important. Like, don't just use, you know, like just some silly hashtag, like love my life, like be intentional with the hashtags yeah. that you're using. Yeah. Right. Um, um, uh, I mean, is that, is that a correct statement? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty on, on point. So <laughs> it's so funny that you say that the most common used hashtag is hashtag love. And a lot of agents like get really weirded out with Instagram when their reach isn't going far. Um, and they, they, the term is shadow banning. I don't know if you've heard that, but agents will freak out and be like, I'm, I've gotten shadow banned. I need to start a new account, get around this algorithm. I hate the algorithm. And it's like, no, 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 this is all there to help you. But if you're like a, abusing the system, it's going to hurt you. That's just how it works. Um, and so when you're thinking about hashtags, you want to think about geographical hashtags, right? So hashtag Arizona, hashtag Phoenix, Arizona, hashtag Scottsdale. You want to add um, industry-related hashtags. Stay away from hashtag real estate. None of your buyers are looking for hashtag real estate. <laughs> they're just not doing it unless they're looking for like awesome kitchens. And in that case, you should be doing hashtag awesome kitchens, not hashtag real estate. So getting really specific about interests. Um, I, you know, another one is like, for me, um, my ideal client is really into like the mom's clubs, right? So like hashtag Phoenix mom's club. <laughs> um, although all you Phoenix agents, you stay out of that hashtag, just kidding. <laughs> but really looking, really looking and, and figuring out what your ideal client is sharing. Um, and then, you know, um, 
the way that you can figure out what your ideal client is following. And the reason why this is important is your your ideal clients can physically follow hashtags and see content using those hashtags in their feed, just as they would if they were following another account. So all you have to do is go to one of your ideal clients, um, look at who they are following and look at the hashtags. It'll suggest you see which hashtags they're following. And that'll give you great ideas for hashtags to incorporate too, just to make sure you're getting in front of people. Don't abuse this. Don't be a jerk. Don't spam your audience, right? Making sure that the content you have is going to be well positioned for that audience and making sure that it's stuff that's actually going to serve them and not just be a little advertisement for like an open house or something. All right, cool. So I got, I got a couple last follow-up questions on posts and then we can get into, uh, I guess, stories and all the other fun. So, you know, with, with, okay, you got the amazing image, but then Instagram kind of limits even more so than Facebook or other platforms on how much text is kind of in the preview text area. Um, you know, is, is there anything to the text? Just so if I'm writing a Facebook ad, obviously I want the video or, or the image. I mean, that's of a lot of importance, but then I want the headline, you know, right? Then I want the description in a way that's eye-catching, that creates curiosity. Like, is there, you know, any kind of tips that you have of what needs to happen in that preview text to get people to engage more? Yeah, that's a great question. I actually have a video on this on like how to create your Instagram caption. But basically, um, the short answer is, yeah, you want to hook them. So you've got about like 110 characters, 120 characters, I think. That's not a lot. That's like a couple sentences, a, a sentence and a half maybe um, that that you do. And it's going to truncate that caption. So the, um, the, the goal is to have something punchy there that is going to compel somebody to expand the caption and read the whole thing. Um, so for example, you know, one example that I like to share is a listing that we sold and um, we just crushed it with this listing, right? We got it like 11K over asking price. Um, we blew the sales record out of the, out of the water um, for this neighborhood. And so for this caption, when I was sharing the story, I started with, would you like an extra 11K in your pocket? Right. And then I did a little down emoji pointing down um, as signaling to read more. And then I shared context and all the ways that we made that happen. Um, saying things like read this, like that's fine, but read this if like, what are you promising the audience will get from reading that caption? You want to have a promise. You want to have something that they can expect as they're deciding whether or not they want to expand that. Yeah, love it. Awesome stuff. So then, you know, if you're doing a video, because you mentioned that okay, it's either 60 seconds or, I mean, it could go longer, but then it's like they have the option to, to watch it on IGTV. Um, um, you know, any, any top tips there? Like I know that 85%, and again, I, mean, I don't know if this is just Facebook specific or applies to Instagram, but like 85% of people are watching these videos without volume. So maybe having a caption. Um, um, you know, but any things there to get people to actually pay attention to the video and, or when that 60 second preview is done to make sure that they watch the IGTV video. Yeah. So there's a couple of things that you can do. Um, when I'm posting IGTVs, I'm first streaming an Instagram live and converting that into an IGTV, which the Apple will prompt you to do automatically. And whether you're doing it that way or whether you're uploading it directly, you want to be like, hey, in this video or in this stream or whatever, I'm going to be sharing X, Y, and Z. Stay tuned for that. And you just want to come right out and say it. Like if you're hopping on video and you're saying, 
hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, and I am a full-time professional realtor in Scottsdale, Arizona with my home group, Real Estate. Like, if you're coming off that, like, man, people are just flying past that because they don't have time for that. You need to very quickly open up, tell them exactly what they can expect. Um, If you can have captions put on this, you can just search in the app store um, or wherever, get your apps, um, auto caption, Um, app and it will give you a bunch of different options that you can do um, because those are important or if depending on the way that you're compiling this video you can just add text on top of it so like for example when I'm doing stories I'm always typing in by hand just like a truncated version of what it is I'm saying at that moment so that people under like get the gist of it basically so then um, when I'm doing the video you talked about taking a, a, a photo, like hot dog style, no, not hamburger, yeah. hot dog, whatever they say there. So is it the same thing with the video of, uh-huh. of making sure that it's the vertical, not sideways? Because like YouTube or whatever, like you want to have it sideways, right? Correct. Yeah. So the, it's the other way. And Facebook's like this now too. They want that hot dog orientation of videos. I love that by the way, um, <laughs> too. You, you, have to, you have to meet your consumer halfway. You have to think about the environment that they're in and what's going to be most visually pleasing to them. And it's going to be most likely in a vertical environment on these platforms. Um, So if you're taking a clip, for example, from a YouTube video, you can still use that, but you can get a, and I, you know, I don't have it in front of me, so I'm forgetting the name of it, but there are apps where you can take a um, landscape video and it will create like a meme style where it will have blank space on top and on bottom where you can add text that will kind of give you an idea of what that video is actually about um, and give some context. So people who are just sliding by, they see this really big chunky title on either side of a video, they might be more apt to deal with your, you know, um, horizontal alternative format video um, on Instagram, you know? All right. So, so, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I misheard this, but on your post, you don't want to sell on your posts. Mm -hmm. That's just great content information, focusing on the the connection with the poor. Um, um, And it sounds like, okay, like you talked about that listing, you know, right. That's a post, um, uh, 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 which is planting the seed that you're a realtor that gets results for your clients. But again, that was information that anybody in any location, anywhere could learn from that is a homeowner if they want to get top dollar for their house. So it was, you know, it was like a mini blog, you know, right. Yeah. Of, um, um, uh, uh, so then when it comes to stories is stories then kind of where you're doing more promotion, Stories is where I'm booking the, like all the appointments, right? Um, like you should be telling people in your captions on your post how they can get in touch with you if you want to learn more, but that's about as salesy as I get there. Um, and I'm always making like my audience the hero of the story. My clients are the hero of the story when that happens. Now, when we're talking about stories, that's where you get to have a lot of fun because there's not a lot of production value. You can do it on the fly and you can really let your personality shine through. Now, some agents who are listening to this immediately got hives because that is like the scariest thing ever to them, but it's really important. And as soon as you can like release the expectation of showing up as flawless and perfect, which nobody wants to see anyway, and you really just show up as authentic with your face on your phone, that is where the magic happens. Um, so if I'm talking about what I'm actually posting on my stories, I'm doing it every single day, whether I'm posting to the feed or not, right? Um, it's easy and it only takes a couple of minutes. You have no excuses not to show up on your stories. Um, I'm always putting my face 
on my stories every single day. So I'm flipping that camera around, right? Front facing camera, my face is going up there, even if I look like a dang trash can fire, which I do much of the time because I am a new mom and still have not figured out my ish yet. Um, Like, it's okay. Like the more like messy uh, my hair is or the more crazy I look, the more people feel confident in reaching out to me because they're not intimidated. You know what I mean? And not that I'm like some intimidating creature, but you got to break down the wall somehow, you know, and you got to laugh at yourself and make people feel comfortable, um, you know, and, and like, like it's a friendly conversation. And then the other thing that I'm sharing the stories too, is like, I'm curating contents, right? Because like, you can curate content. You don't have to just create content. So a lot of times if I'm in the explore page and I see something fun, I might share that into my stories. If I see a great post, I might share it into my stories. Um, There's a lot of different ways that you can kind of just pull from other accounts that have similar interests with your ideal clients um, to have something fun and engaging because the point of stories is to educate, motivate, engage there, right? Create that personal connection. And you can do that by leaning on other pieces of content on Instagram too. It doesn't always have to be totally original to you. So, you know, the, the, the hard part I have with stories is everything I do is long form, you know, right? Like, like even I, like shit, my coaching sessions or like, it's like everything's two, three hours. Like it, you know, um, I've, I've been asked a couple of times to like give a five minute motivational speech. Like is, is kind of the introductory keynote speaker at events. And I'm like, like, dude, it is, it is so hard, even five minutes, you know, right. But then stories are 20 seconds um they're 10 minute photo or 10 second photos or 15 second videos yeah so then it's like what what do you say in 20 seconds what do you do in 20 seconds what do you 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 do hey i just i just uploaded this killer youtube video you've got to check it out we hit this point this point this point swipe up here boom that's how you do that (laughs) so in stories you can do the swipe up you don't need a certain amount of followers like you do when the post you need you need 10k Right. So you need 10,000 followers for the swipe up. But what you could do is say, hey, DM me if you want to get your hands on this video. Otherwise, click the link in my bio and then you tag yourself in the stories. That's one way around it. The right way to do it, if you ask me, is say, like, do a poll. Right. So my favorite thing to do is to do polls and stickers that like invite engagement. So this is where I'm booking a lot of appointments. So say, say you're doing a, um, say you're doing a, this, I, I literally just did this this morning. So I'll drive on this, this example. You go live on Instagram, you share a market update. You're like, Hey, it's a hot market. This is what to expect if you're a buyer. This is what to expect as a seller. You're going to save that as an IGTV. It's going to live on your grid. From there, you might go on the stories and and you're going to say, hey, in case you missed it, I went live on Instagram this morning. Um, I've had a lot of consultations lately with buyers and sellers. They're asking a lot of the same questions. So in case you're wondering what a buy or sell might look like for you this year, check out this this IGTV video that I just posted. You can then share that video back into your stories, which you should do. Anytime you post to your feed, whether it's a post or an IGTV or a reel, you can share it into your stories. And that's a very smart thing to do because that'll get in front of more people. Um, from there, you might pop on after that, like go right back into the stories and say, hope hope you check that out. I hope you enjoy it if you do. Um, are you thinking of buying or selling this year? Right? Just something basic. Do a little poll. Yes or no. Let that simmer 
for a little bit, right? You're going to go back a couple hours later. If you swipe up on that story, so go back like you're watching your own stories, check out that poll, you swipe up, that'll give you the results from that poll. From there, you can direct message people directly within that environment. You'll have the results. You can just hit direct message this person, direct message that person. So obviously, if someone's like, yes, I am on the fence of buying or selling this year, you need to be direct messaging that person and trying to set the appointment in, in the direct messages. Yep. Is that where most your, how most of your appointments are coming through? Yes. So then what do you say in those messages? There's a couple of different things that you can do, right? So I'm always going through like Socratic selling, right? I'm going to go through asking questions um, and I'm going to try to lead them to the point of thinking like, man, I really need to get on a consultation with Stephanie. (laughs) There's a lot of things I need to be thinking about here. Um, But ultimately the point is always to book a Zoom consultation. And we were doing that way before the pandemic hit. Um, Whether it's an in-person or virtual, if they were out of town, we were always doing Zoom consultations for buyers and sellers before we ever even hit hit the table. Um, and so at that point, I'm saying like, hey, tell me the story, right? It's really simple to just like throw something like that. Tell me the story. Tell me your home search story or tell me the story of how long you've lived with your house. Where is your mind at about selling? And I'm just going to let them share a little bit of like where their mind is at and where their struggles are. And I'm looking for the friction. I'm looking for that tension, right? So I might get something like, you know, I've, I've been renting for a while. I can't keep throwing away my money. I know I need to buy, but the market scares me. It's moving so fast. And, you know, I'm just afraid of buying at the top of the market. And at that point, like you should understand your ideal client. You're not going to get a lot of weird responses. They're all going to kind of be the same thing. And so you should have an idea of how to overcome this objection. And if I were to overcome that objection, again, this is all in the direct messages. Sometimes I'm doing this over a voice note sending to them, or sometimes I'm just typing it out. And I'm just saying like, hey, I hear you. It's a really competitive environment, but we're in this every day. And, you know, it seems like you can use some clarity in what it is you want to do. Do you want to just hop on a call and rap about it for a few minutes? Right. And if you just poise it as like, you're trying to help them just offer, offer a way for them to find the answers that they need. And you're not going to hard sell them. You're not going to say like, Hey, let's go look at houses. They're not there yet. They need the answers. So you have the solution. You just need to find a way to get to that point where you can offer it. Yep. Love it. So then what is the importance of, cause this is what I'm bad at, especially on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, like going back in and, and, liking and replying to comments on posts. And then I don't think I've ever responded to a DM, maybe two um, on there, which is, and it's not good, but um, you know, I don't know. You want to hear something that's going to change your life. I'll answer that question. I know what you're asking, but if you want something that's going to change your life, the creator account just set up um, DM shortcuts. And so, you know, like on text on keyboard, when you can add in like, you know, a couple of initials and it'll autofill a whole response. You can do that in Instagram in the settings. So check that out and then make sure you respond to every direct message you ever get. (laughs) Do not leave one stone unturned. Um, But you want to make sure you're engaging because number one is going to, that's what's going to create the trust, right? That's what's going to take you from like this celebrity figure that feels untouchable to like, oh my God, Stephanie Lugo's talking to me. Huh? She's a real person. That's so funny. Um, right. And, and it's like building that real connection. You want to respond to every comment, every direct message, and you're not responding with an emoji. If I see one more comment 
on one of my posts with a heart emoji and the hands praising emoji with nothing else. Like I can't do anything. I can't do anything with that. I'm talking like four to five word, rich, thoughtful comments. And you should be doing at minimum 10 per day. You should be going out of your way to find 10 stories to send comments to like which are direct messages and you should be finding 10 posts from people who follow you and who you follow in your feed to send comments to. And my little trick is just to do this. It takes five, you know, 10, 15 minutes, do this on either side of your post. So if you're going to post to the feed, you're going to go through and like spend the first 10 minutes, just priming a little bit, getting in front of people, um, engaging in that way. We're liking, we're commenting, we're sharing, we're saving, and then you're going to make your post and then you're going to spend 10 more minutes engaging again. Um, it's, it is the most critical thing that you can do to increase your reach um, on Instagram anytime you post anything, because what it's signaling to Instagram is, hey, this is an active engaging account. People like engaging with this person. We're going to reward them by making sure their content gets out because that's going to keep other people on the app longer. Yep. Love it. So, all right, you, you, got, you got the perfect coaching client that is like, when you tell them to jump, they just say how high. What is the perfect number of posts and the perfect number of stories with the perfect client that would take action, do it, everything that you just talked about and the way that you want it done, that would allow them to, you know, after the, the six to 12 months of this, that like could just, you know, 3X, 4X their business, whatever, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, uh, you know, it was like, here's an example. I was talking to a friend of mine, you know, that, that you know, brings in seven figures plus a, a year from just Instagram and, and all organic. Um, but it was, you know, t- breaking it down. I mean, it was just insane, you know, 14 stories a day, you know, at least X amount. Of, and I'm just like, I right, dude, like that's not worth the seven figures to me. And, you know, I don't know. I, the, 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 when we're not taking action on what we know works, we maybe it's, we don't have deep enough reasons of, of or clear enough on our reasons of why, but um. Uh, but with that being said, like, like, what would that look like? Would it, I mean, do you, okay, four posts a day on, in your feed and then four stories a day or like, what would be ideal? Yeah, good question. So um, what I'm really, what I'm really interested in doing, whether we're talking about like posting consistently on Instagram or anything else in business, focus on like that 1%. So like, you know how like ice freezes, water freezes at 32 degrees, and it's starting to melt at 33, right? Like what's that 1% that we can do that's going to make all the difference and like solidify the gains that we're trying to reach. And if I really think about it, I think that if you're doing three posts a week to the feed, you're good. Okay. I don't need you posting every hour of the day. Like we don't want to, we don't, no one likes each other that much. We don't want to see that much of you. <laughs> um, so like three posts to the feed a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Um, If you want to do a little more, that's cool. If you don't, that's cool too. But like aim for that three, that needs to be the bare minimum. I used to be that person that was posting like seven days a week. And I think that helped me, you know, I think that was good, but like the algorithm has changed so much. It's just a little different now. Um, In terms of stories every day, you got to be showing up every single day and you should be showing up sporadically throughout the day because after people finish your stories in the morning, they're going to be alerted that you're on again at lunchtime and you're on again at dinner time. And the more often you're on the stories, the more likely people are to see your posts. Because at the end of the day, when you're posting, and this is why I don't like you posting seven days a week or plus, 
no matter how good that post is, it's only going to get about 5% of reach, you know, like, so like five, maybe 10% of your audience is even going to see it. Um, so it's just not the most effective thing that you can be doing, but the stories is definitely one of the most effective things that you can be doing. And then I want to challenge you to do one extra thing a week, right? So maybe it's adding a reels. Um, the reels is one of the best features that you can be utilizing right now to get in front of new audiences. You should be doing one of those a week. Um, maybe it's going live to share, you know, share whatever you have to share that week and creating an IGTV series. Um, and you're doing that once a week. So like do one of those extra things a week, more so just to get out of your comfort zone and know that you won't die trying something new (laughs) on Instagram. Um, but also because it's just going to keep your audience engaged, keep things exciting, and it's going to keep you on the right track, um, and flexing that muscle and using this platform. Yep. Love it. No, this is, this has been so amazing. And, and, you know, Stephanie, for those that are watching and listening that are like, look, man, I, I, I see the power in all of this. I, 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 you know, I want to take it to the next level. Um, um, you know, I don't want to have to figure this stuff out on my own. I mean, I always look at of the ultimate hack when it comes to success is just learning from and, and following somebody that's done it at a high level, that's proven it, that can just eliminate all the guesswork, shortens that path to success, you know, right? Um, um, and I know that you've got an amazing coaching program around this. Uh, 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 for those that are interested in your coaching program, can you just, you know, tell us a little bit about it and then where's the best place to go check it out, to get in touch with you, to have a conversation and see if it's right for them and so forth. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, the best way to find me and learn more about that is my Instagram. It's at Bryson Stephanie. Um, we're a husband and wife duo. So we have our brand out of that handle. Um, and I'm sure that you'll link it, you know, wherever people are finding the show notes for this as well. Um, and you know, where I'm, I'm trying to lead by example as best I can. So if you want to see how this looks out in the wild, follow me there and you'll kind of get a feel for it. And if you're ready to take that next step, come join me. We have the Market Authority Academy. It's my signature mentorship program um, where I take you through um, my coaching curriculum where we're going to teach you how to do that hard but important work of defining your brand, building out a marketing plan to deliver that message to the right people um, and scale your business from there. And through that, I try to get my agents generating clients in 30 days or less on Instagram. Um, but that's only the tip of the iceberg, right? Because then you need to make sure you have the follow-up systems to convert that lead. Then you need to make sure that you're marketing your business across the multiple different platforms to keep that message consistently. So we're going to work together to really make sure that we get all of those points dialed in to create true transformation in your business. And um, if anyone listening to this wants to just see how this works, you can go to marketsauthorityacademy.com. There is a free class that you can take and it'll take you through exactly those systems that you need to change your business this year. Yeah, awesome. Amazing stuff. And those watching and listening, whatever platform that you're on, if you just scroll below, we'll have a link to Stephanie's website. So you can go check that out, watch that free training as well as a, a, a link right to her Instagram. So you can just click on there, connect right away and make it super easy, super simple on you guys. And Stephanie, I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day and busy life to be here. This has been awesome. Oh, it was so fun. Thank you so much for having me. I hope to see you on the gram. <laughs> 
Yeah, 100%. And, and you guys, as always, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all your support. Keep kicking ass, and we will see you next time. Peace. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to the marketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.